what if you could fly, use lasers, and yeah. be like a crazy person, but the one problem was you were super horny all the time, but you had no genitals? Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbishkin. And you're listening to Crash, Crash on, on My, my Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. This week on Crash on My Couch, we decide whether or not Avril Lavigne is dead. We talk about the pig-human hybrid. Mm-hmm. And we discover some new sunken treasures. This week and more on, on Crash, Crash on My, my Couch. Couch. This episode of Crash on My Couch is brought to you by Lola. Tampons that make your month a little easier. For 60% off your first order, visit mylola.com and enter CRASH when you subscribe. Hey, guys. Hello. That was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Welcome back, Squirrely Bum. Welcome back. Hi. Me and Arden are back together now. Finally. Uh, just the two of us. Oh, we can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just the two uh, of us. Arden oh. thought I was, like, trying to trying to hug her or hold her while she was singing that, but I was actually just pulling her forward <laughs> closer to the microphone. I did think we were going to have an intimate moment while I was singing that. We're also, like, really close to each other. We're, like, just gazing into just each other's eyes. And she... She's being annoying I'm today. shirtless. No, I'm not. What? I'm wearing a sweater. Huh? I said I was shirtless, but I'm not. Anyways, moving on. We're just excited to <laughs> be like together. like a whole different podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't think it would really be very effective, though, if it was a podcast and I was shirtless. Would it? Well, you could talk about it, though, so maybe it would be Whoa. effective. Whoa, but then I wouldn't even have to have my shirt off. I could be lying. That's true. I mean, there's got to be, like... That's how phone sex works. Really? Yeah, I think so. Not that I would well, know. They just, they just... They just lie. They just lie. That's I, sad, isn't it? I would assume. Yeah, well, I mean, there was, like, that whole... Um, isn't there a comedy or something where the girl's like, oh, yeah, ooh, yeah, and she's, like, eating a Subway sandwich, like, on the phone with someone in, like, right. a, like in a sweater? Yes, I, I've seen that. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Anyways, welcome back to Crash on My Couch. There's a siren. Hold for siren. Hold for siren. Hold for sound. Oh. pretty good um so anyways we're back and it's great because when we were recording last week it was pretty tough to feel motivated to record because uh will's wi-fi was a little bit off um we were very uh at odds time wise we were having to record one half of it in america and one half of it in the uk it's all over the place the last two weeks all over the place it's been a a wild ride it has i just finally wrapped mr student by president which has been so fun and we just found out that we've been nominated for like four different streamies, which is awesome for the first season. So thank you guys so much for all your support on that. Um, if you want to go vote, I think you can vote for streamy winners. Jack Ferry and Ryan Hunter were the co-creators of the first season of Mr. Student Body President. And uh, it's awesome because they got nominated as, I think, Best Writing and Best Directing, potentially. And then also um, the series as a whole 
was nominated for Best Comedy, which is awesome. Yes, and, and you're leaving out the best bit. <laughs> and uh, me and Jeremy were both nominated for Best Comedy Actors in that category. Brilliant. Woo! We just high-fived over this microphone, which you heard. Um, so anyways, it's awesome. It's great. We worked really hard on it last year, and um, it's it's good to get a little recognition for it. But I'm also really excited for you guys to see the new seasons. So be looking out for that in the next month or so. Um, and yeah, that's what's been going on with me. What about you, Scrillian? Um, you know, I'm just working away, doing my thing, mm-hmm. shooting something this weekend, mm-hmm. prepping for my short film, You Heard It Here First. Whoa! Uh, Whoa! Will's making a little movie. Which is happening uh, hopefully within a month. Um, we're starting pre production now. That's crazy to think about. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm doing a few things at the moment. Mm-hmm. You're a busy man. Yeah. Running around doing busy directorial things, and that's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. But um, anyways, we wanted to give you guys a, a good solid update and chat with you guys a little bit since we know the last couple of weeks have been crazy. We met a couple of you guys that listen at the Odeer event uh, on Saturday. So shout out to you guys if you're listening. What up? It was nice to meet you. Um, and once again, just seeing you guys posting about stuff on Twitter and Instagram and tagging us in things that we think would be interesting to talk about on the podcast. All of that is so helpful and important. And there's another siren. No, there's not. We're good. Um... So, anyways, let's get into the actual meats of these buns. Yeah. Let's let's do this. What have you What have you got for me? This I've week? got a couple different things. Really? Yeah. Will had some errands to run this morning, so I compiled the three topics that we're going to okay. talk about. Well, so I, he doesn't even. You got to tell me. No. You got to fill me in. He doesn't even know. Okay, so our first segment up is a very crazy one, and it's part of our reoccurring segment. Go science. Go science. Go science. Go science! Yeah. I thought this one was really interesting. It was actually sent in by one of you guys. Let me see. I don't want to, like, reveal your Twitter, but I do know who it is that sent it to me. I thank you. Thanks for sending it in. Yeah. Her name is really funny. Hannah. Hannah, thank you for sending in your suggestion for this week's Go Science segment. Uh, It is a Vice article, and the title is... Was it wrong for scientists to create a pig-human hybrid embryo? That sounds fun. Yep. Whatever that is. It is. Look how terrifying this is. Uh, there's there's an artist. There's an artist recreation recreation of a pig-human, and it's terrifying. And it looks awful. Yes. Um, so basically, scientists at the Salk Institute in California have created a part-human, part-pig embryo. Bioethics. Bioethicist. Wow, I didn't know that was a job. Arthur Kaplan told us about the ethical concerns involved in mixing human and animal DNA. I mean, I already know where the concerns come from. Maybe pig humans aren't the best idea in the entire world. That feels like a whole new way to be, like, racist against a species. Speciesist. Yeah, I mean, like, of all the species you could have made, couldn't Mm -hmm. you have made something, like, a little bit cooler? Maybe. Not to say that pigs aren't cool, but I'm saying, like, what if there was, like, a... Tiger. Tiger human. Spider-Man. S- literally Spider-Man. Literally Spider-Man. Whoa. That would be fucking Also, crazy. think about that. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying. It's a man with, like, seven arms. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason why they did this is because they want to try to make um, transplantable human tissues and organs that can address the worldwide shortage of, of organ donors. Like, there aren't enough organs to be donated. I see. Um... 
So I guess their uh, their way of kind of skirting that issue is trying to make kind of an animal one fit, basically. Yeah. yeah. So xeno generating transplantable human tissue. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, just the xeno naturally the xeno uh, transplant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know all about that. As you do. I think mainly. Okay, so the embryo is the part that's kind of a little bit weird because it, it, by saying embryo, that means like that is potential life. Like we've never created a pig-human hybrid, obviously, because there's a lot of ethical issues with that, which is what this person is discussing right now. But now they've actually created an embryo before, Mm -hmm. which is the starting point of that life. And that's crazy. We've, like, used, uh, you know, pig tissue to create artificial organs. There's been, like, talks of that. Because pigs have a very close, um, like... Uh, what would what would the term be? They have a close physiology to humans. Like their the DNA is very similar. Right. Hence the reason why we use pigs in a lot of testing. And same thing was with rats and like mice. They have a lot of similar um, DNA to us so as well. Did they? Did they? How long did they let it? How long did they let the embryo go on for before they neutralized it? Um, they said they put a hold on the. They they put a hold on. The experiments in November of 2015. Okay. Um, it was like a couple days after a couple days. They were like, actually, we no, should probably yeah, stop. We should stop yeah, we should stop and chill out for a second. Basically, the natural National Institution of Health put a hold on its own experiments that combined human and animal cells. So this is like, this must be a multiple. They're trying to combine several different human and animal cells, but the pig one was the one that was successful, I guess. The federal government hosted a meeting of the minds to discuss that very question. More specifically, the NIH feared the specter of an intelligent mouse stuck in a laboratory somewhere screaming, I want to get out. So basically, they're worried about creating something that has sentient life that we're using in a lab. That sounds like the... Terrifying. Start of a sci-fi film. It is. There, Splice is about that. Ex Machina. Well, that's robots. Though. That's but robots. It's still but it's same kind thing. of. It's the same thing. Still works. Yep. It's the same thing. Um, we still don't know how these early stage bundles of fetal cells translate into human parts or inside a pig. Some areas for human cells, like the stomach, are less troubling than if they materialized in, say, the brain. Like, what if you created a human being, but it just had the brain of a pig? That'd be terrifying. Or vice versa, a pig that has a human brain. <laughs> no, that that's crazy. Yeah, well, because they don't know how, like, from just the tiny embryo, they don't know what parts of the human and the pig would develop into, like, the stomach. Oh God, imagine, or... like, imagine a miniature pig, a teacup pig, but with a human mind. And he has, like, the cute, he has, like, a really cute voice. Oh! <gasps> He's like sounds like and he a like Disney lives character. with us, and we call him like Big Pigbert. Yeah, and he has he wears like a top hat, and he like walks around just like, hey, how you doing? He's he like, he, you know what? He would like get depressed and stuff. He'd be the only Pigbert in the entire world. Depressed? He'd have ambitions. What would he want to be? What would he want to do with his the life? The first pig lawyer. The first pig lawyer. The per- first first pig lawyer. What do you what do you find love? Probably not. No one would be on the same level as him. That's the thing that we have to. Oh, you have sequel. To make two of them. Sequel. We make a second one. We need two pigs. But then what if they don't like each other? We breed a whole corral of them. But then they start to, taking I over. I think they'd have to like each other. Hold up. This is Planet of the Apes with pigs. This is <laughs> it's Planet of the Apes with pigs. It's literally just Planet of the Apes with pigs. Okay. You try to cure Alzheimer's by like making a genetically engineered pig. which is. I mean, that's sort of what they're trying to do do like they're they're trying to find organ trans like organ donors right? well you heard it here first if in 
a thousand years time, the planet is run by a bunch of genetically engineered pigs. <laughs> Don't say I didn't tell you so. <laughs> That's so true. Um, yeah, so the way that they're, they're describing this is a similar thing to when um, cloning first happened. Do you remember when the first sheep was cloned? Yeah. And that was a huge thing. It just came out in the papers one day and everyone was just like freaking out. Yeah. That's what they're comparing it to. Like making embryos of human and, and animals. But I'm like, I don't know if that's the same thing. I don't I don't equate like cloning is is yeah, different. Mean, it's kinda of like making a whole nother type of like species, isn't it? It's like a, like the animal person hybrid would be mm. like a crazy thing. Because think about all the animal, like, if you could successfully do, like, a pig, Mm. could you, like, what's the limit on other animals? Like, how many other animals could you do? Seriously. If you wanted to be an animal-person hybrid, what animal would you want to pick? Animal-person hybrid? Yeah. I mean, pigs are pretty cool, but probably, like, a cat. Think about everything. I'm talking every animal. Insects. Fish. Octopus. Octopus. No. No? Shark. No, that's You'd terrifying. A, I don't want to be in the ocean. I, Ooh, I hate it. I don't want to be in the no, ocean. No, but you don't have to be. What? Because you're, you're a human-fish hybrid. Maybe you can just... Maybe you can, like, walk around, but in the, in the sea, you're, like... You can just swim really well. Ooh! <gasps> you're an amphibian, so yeah. you could be above or below yeah. water. But here's the problem. Would it be one of those things where, like, I have to take a dip in a pool every now and then, or else, like, my skin shrivels up? That's true. You know what I mean? You get into those issues. I think you haven't thought about the most obvious thing, which is a bird-human hybrid. <gasps> I want to fly, bitch. Fuck. Hawk. Hawk? I'm going to be a hawk hybrid. Bald eagle, because I'm American. Bald eagle. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Although being an American is kind of embarrassing right now. So maybe I will be I a falcon. Can, I want to be a red robin hybrid. Red robin? A robin. Like but, a little bird? Like yeah. a songbird? Yeah. What if you... Because <laughs> I could, like, sing really well, potentially. I could like, whistle, but I can also fly. But wait, question. What if you got... <laughs> oh, God, here we go. See, how bald eagles are kind of a little bit bigger. Like, they've got a big wingspan. Yeah. How does that work? Like, are you a really small person with little bird wings? Oh, God, or are you a big suck. person with big wings? Can you imagine, wings? like, this, like, I have just, like, very stumpy wings. I don't really take me off the ground. Ew. And they're, like, little, and they're just, like, little, I'm like, like a bad X-Men. Ooh. I'm like the X-Men they rejected. I love it. That would be really funny. Um, okay, so, basically, they end up asking the question, uh, what would you be worried about as far as, like, the embryo creation goes? And they said, I think what we don't want to happen is making cross-species people. Well, so, they're against that. What we don't want to happen <laughs> is another Planet of the Apes. Yeah, we don't want Planet of the Apes. We all agree on that. That's the good news. I don't think anybody's particularly interested in making minotaurs or griffins or any type of cross-species animal. Um, I wouldn't say <laughs> I'm not interested in making a, a minotaur. <laughs> I wouldn't be sad. Um, there's just a shortage of organs and tissues and things for transplants. So I think the motivation is good. I think the scientists who did the work are very competent. Oh, and then the person who was interviewing him actually said, well, someone might have an interest in making griffins. <laughs> More to the point, there's not much money in that. Okay, so there we go. Follow the money. If Listen, you want to, if you ever want to think. If you could be- become literally Catwoman, so you're you, but you're really nimble and climb up things. Yeah. There's money in that. But we're not going to be able to do that because we 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 have to be born like unless oh clone myself. No, I'm not saying you should become a Catwoman. I'm saying at some point if if there were Catwomen, Catwoman, it'd be pretty dope. I mean, I'm pretty selfish and petty, so I wouldn't want anyone else to have the power. <laughs> I couldn't. Do it. Oh my god! I want to have the power. 
What about gene therapy? Like you walk in, like, you know, like Planet of the Apes style. You like walk into a room and they fill it with gas and like suddenly you're like, <laughs> and you're coughing and then, and then you cough up a hairball and then your ears start growing. This isn't like a Marvel movie. Like this isn't like the beginning of like a, a DC thing. Your like Deadpool. Deadpool hybrid thing. I want it. It's- yeah, but I don't, I want that. I don't want to, I want someone else to have it. I can't have it. What if I was like a dolphin-human hybrid? I was like extra intelligent. Whoa! But dolphins are super rapey, so you would mm. you would want to rape everything, and that's even scarier. That's true. I'd be like super intelligent and rapey, but rapey. <gasps> what if you could fly, like use lasers, like use fire, and yeah. be like a crazy person? But the one problem was, you were super horny all the time, but you had no genitals. That would just be the worst thing. Um, but you... Basically, there were a lot of animal-hybrid-human problems uh-huh. which might occur. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if they if they made it, made it right... Yeah. Think about, like, the army. <gasps> we could, like... And then this is, like, the beginning of a fucking sci-fi movie. Like, let's yeah. military... Let's make it, like... It's like Jurassic World. Let's make it into, like, a, a military weapon. Imagine if they had, like, an army of people that could fly... Interruptions galore. So, but what? Okay, so if you had to choose army, navy, water, and and pilots, I even think about that. That's incredible. Yeah, what would your three animals be? Army, ooh, and there's like a special ops, and they're all like lizards, like geckos, or Uh or snakes, snake people. Why would they be geckos? Oh, because they're all nimble. Yeah, like chameleons, because they can change colors. Fuck, that would be dope. Be so cool. They're like special ops, and they're like. Like stick on the sides of walls and like, and like change their skin. Yeah, texture. they should. They should be like a. What's like a really like crafty like character? Crafty. Animal. I feel like it would be like a leopard yeah. or like a cat. A small insect which can like. Ooh, they can climb up things. yeah, 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 yeah. And like then, even a spider. And then the navy would be like, like a shark. A shark, a seal. A seal. Or a killer whale. A killer whale. Whoa. Whoa. That'd be sick. And then... Air, obviously hawks, falcons, bald eagles, all the birds of prey. All like the super fast birds. Love. Wow. Okay, so when are we doing it? It sounds, it sounds incredible. <gasps> You're a roadrunner. Road, I'm a roadrunner. Roadrunner bird. Oh my gosh. Run, 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 run. I'd be like the flash. Okay, I think we're getting too carried away. Okay, with this. okay, okay. Then we need to move on. We're going in. Yeah, okay. we've been talking about this now for I think like fifteen minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we can move on. This episode of Crash My Couch is brought to you by Lola. Lola tampons are one hundred percent cotton with BPA free plastic applicators. Lola makes your month a little bit easier because the subscription is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of light, regular, and supers, your number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. No more frantic trips to the store. Ain't that right, ladies? I actually have had a box of Lola tampons. They gave me a good little smorgasbord of different things to use. Typically, maybe this is TMI, I'm more of a super girl. Not necessarily a super plus, but definitely not a regular. I'm somewhere right in the middle there for most of my days. And um, I found it legitimately to be one of the most comfortable tampons ever. I don't know if you guys get this way, but I get a little bit irritated if I use the wrong product. But with Lola, their tampons are always available, which is amazing. And if you are someone who has a very light flow, you can just get light tampons or you can only have one box. But if you're someone who has a very heavy flow, you could get all super pluses and get like four boxes. You can also stock up, but they'll send them to you every month on the dot whenever you want them to be sent. So that honestly, it's a bit of an indicator 
as to when your period is coming, which is also kind of nice. Because, like, once you see that beautiful blue box pop up, you're like, oh, homie, I know what's happening next. It's, it's once again, it's something very comfortable, which I really liked. I also enjoy the fact that it is, um, you know, 100% hypoallergenic cotton tampons, and they don't have any additives or synthetics, chemicals, or dyes. Um, and I like that because a lot of times we kind of forget that the thing that you're putting inside your body and like walking around with for 12 hours, um, is inside your body and walking around with you for 12 hours. (laughs) So you should be, you know, careful about what you're, what you're putting into your body and what you're working with. And that's why I like Lola. I think they do a great job of providing a service to us ladies. And it's great because, uh, it's personalized, it's cute, and it's delivered right to your door. If you would like to try out Lola... You can get 60% off your first order by visiting mylola.com and entering CRASH when you subscribe. That's 60% off your first order, crazy go nuts, by visiting mylola.com and entering CRASH. Um, so beautiful. Now we know uh, that's what's up. So I, just to reemphasize, I think the problem here is, because we've used like pig organs and stuff in the ba- in the past. Like I remember one of my cousins would always joke around. They'd be like, I have a pig's valve for my heart. Like it's like a... You know, people get, like, pig parts transplanted quite often because we have very similar physiology. But, um, I guess the problem is if you're trying to make it even more accurate and keep transplants from being, like, an issue, you would want to add in a little human DNA, sprinkle that in, make a beautiful pizza pie, sprinkle that DNA in, and then you get a creepy embryo. Okay, Moving on. What are we moving on to? Uh, girl, we've got a little bit of a sketchy topic to talk about. Maybe something that uh, requires a little bit of conspiracy talk. So I think it's time to go to... Conspiracy Cam. Whoop, whoop. Um, this is a fucking hilarious conspiracy. And I think a lot of people have heard about this. Um... And it's it's sort I'm ready. of I'm ready for it. Yeah, it's sort of one of those theories that can apply to any celebrity, but in particular Avril Lavigne. Um, this is on Indie 100 from the Independent, and the title of this is "The Avril Lavigne is Dead: Conspiracy Theory is Back." Great. There's a huge, I'm all for this. Yep, there's a huge conspiracy theory that Avril Lavigne has been dead for years, and a doppelganger has replaced her. When did she die? All right, so. The conspiracy theory goes that the Skater Boy singer died in 2003, only 18 years old, and was replaced by Melissa Vendela, a doppelganger. It's believed to have originated on a Portuguese-language blog in 2012 called Avril Esta Morta, Avril is Dead, back in 2012. In the following few years, conspiracy theorists gathered a lot of evidence to support the theory, mainly being the change in her appearance. Is that, Are they going from... Are they, talk, are they talking about the change from... Uh, complicated to hey hey you you I don't want a girlfriend yeah, that, that sort of Japanese anime thing yeah she before was that for a while yeah this is 2000, 2003 so we're saying that between then and there she was replaced 2003 dude that was a long time ago so wait let me look this up can you get her discography up so we can just so we track? can make sure that, yeah so we know what the dealio is you know I want to make sure these facts are correct uh huh I agree Avril Lavigne discography yeah here we go okay. Okay, so she had Let Go. Yeah. First album. Sure. Second album. I Let Go had it had had all those uh-huh. bangers on, right? It had Skater Life's Boy. Life's like this. Yeah. Skater Boy, I'm with you. Yeah. Anything but ordinary. I'm My with world. You. Naked. Naked. Right. So that 
This was the only album, theoretically, that Avril Lavigne... It's a great fucking album, it was in retrospect. A, see, that's the thing. A lot of people say that the albums got weird after that one. Whoa. So, then there was Under My Skin, that came out in 2004. So, a year later. So, no, it was two years later, so it would have been after she would, had been replaced After with her, she was changed. After she was changed over. Um, that was like, Freak Out, I Always Get What I Want, Take Me Away. Then... After that, oh wait, no, there was My World first. Let Go, My World. These are like all out of order, which is kind of annoying. But Let Go was the first one, then My World. So My World was the other one that was produced by the actual Avril Lavigne. I see. But it was all just a live album. Then we get to Under My Skin, different different one. Then you have uh, what looks to be... A bunch of acoustics and live performances. And then, and then, and then one day out of the blue, she came back with bleach blonde hair, and she was Japanese. And it was the best damn thing. That was the album that she came back yeah. with after she had already been replaced. And that had girlfriend. When did that come hey, out? Hey, you, you, two thousand seven. So we're saying there's about four or five years unaccounted blank. for. Blank. Where she's, was she? She's dead. She was dead. She's dead. Now, is there any valid? Is there any valid? Um, to these claims. How do, why do we think she's dead? What happened? Here we go. Tell me. This is what we think. According to the theories, Canadian singer hanged herself before the second album. Fucking hell. Yep, and was replaced by a doppelganger. The motive given for replacing her is she was at the height of her career and her record label didn't want to let her go. Because she was a very depressive person. If you listen to the first album, you would know. Depressive and person. And the first album called Let Go. Yeah. They didn't want to let her go. Babe. This goes into the lyrics. It, the conspiracy theory goes into Holy the lyrics. Holy shit. Wait, wait, wait. In summation, she had hired a body double called Melissa Vendella because she didn't like the attention from the paparazzi. She would hide out all the time, so she sent a doppelganger to go out for her, like a body double, so that the paparazzi would think it was her and they would follow her. Okay. Okay. As this body double was around a lot, she picked up on Avril's manner- mannerisms to the extent she basically became her clone. Avril's grandfather died soon after her debut album, Let Go, which resulted in her taking her own life. She was very close to her grandmother. Grandfather. The main basis of evidence for this theory is Avril today having fewer freckles on her arm than Avril before 2003. So, like, her... Well, they fucking got it, haven't they? Yeah, her skin is different. Her skin is different. The pattern on her skin is different. Well, I mean, that's enough evidence for me. <laughs> There are also claims that there are several clues about the death of the original Avril in the lyrics and covers of the next album. For example, her 2004 hit Nobody's Home is allegedly a clue for her suicide. She wants to go home, but nobody's home. It's where she lies, broken inside, with no place to go, no place to go to dry her eyes. Song. She wants to go home, yeah. but nobody's home. Your, your, your emo's seeping through. Your emo's seeping through. <laughs> Broken inside, she's fallen behind, she can't find her place, she's losing her faith, she's fallen from grace, she's all over the place. Right? Another song, Slipped Away, was apparently showing Levine's death as well. It wasn't fake, it happened, you passed by, no you are gone, now you are gone, there you go, there you go, somewhere I can't bring you back. That's a doppelganger talking about. You're telling me, you're Mm -hmm. telling me, this is what you're telling me, Mm -hmm. that this Russian psycho Uh took over... Is she Russian? Well, the name was... She had a Russian name, didn't she? Vendela? What was the surname? Was it Vendela? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm putting two and two together. I'm, I'm saying she's Melissa Vendela. 
Okay. For some reason, I thought she was she had a more of a Russian name. Like that. Okay. <laughs> you just assumed there was a Russian person we, involved um, in this. Yeah. <laughs> There's I, a doppelganger. I, 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 I was creating things in my head. I guess we're not going down that route anymore. That was it was a Cold War thing. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> you, did you really um, have a Cold War theory? Yeah, it was a Soviet <laughs> theory. Soviet oh man, I hate to ruin it for you. It was all happening. Okay. Anyway, so a person uh-huh. took over Avril, uh-huh. Avril's thing, uh-huh. and then. Uh-huh. Started making music about dead Avril. Yeah. So she's fucked up. Yeah. Because not only did she take her place and became her, she's kind of just mocking her, isn't she? Yeah, she's mocking her. Don't leave me hanging in a city so dead, held up so high, on such an, a breakable thread. Potentially talking about being hung. Because she hanged herself. That's the theory. Jesus. Yeah. Um. Anyways... People also claimed there's a change in her musical style and appearance. That's which is true. true. Which is very true. Uh, <laughs> according to Snopes, in July 2015, three years after the original blog was posted, Avril Este Morta admitted they completely fabricated the theory. <laughs> but I'm not cool with it. Oh, you know what's funny? The theory was actually created to show how easy it was to spread misinformation on the internet. Lol. Don't tell me that. I wouldn't believe that Avril has been, but she looks taken over. She looks different. Her face, her nose, her eyes. Probably just got some work done. I got plastic surgery, <laughs> but like, come on. Avril always wore pants on the red carpet. The dresses started late two thousand three. Melissa on the bottom loves the attention, but Avril top clearly doesn't. Oh my god! Look. Oh, it doesn't exist anymore. Even even weirder of an idea is what if... <laughs> what if the person that took over Avril, like, didn't kill Avril. Like, Avril didn't kill herself, but she, like, keeps her, like, locked up. <gasps> That's dark. What What do you... I mean... Because she's just a super fan. She whoa. wanted to become Avril Lavigne. She heard Skater Boy and it, like, changed her life. Yeah. Like, she makes her sing Skater Boy to her. Wow. And then she comes in and sings Girlfriend. And, like, Avril, like, screams. She's like, no! That's all I'm saying is, like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Honestly, I fully believe she's dead. Avril Lavigne's dead. And I firmly believe that Soviets are involved. Melissa Vandela is Soviet? You don't know. Well, we're about to find out. I'm going to look it up. (laughs) Let's find out. We have the internet. Vandela... Have you ever seen Melissa Vandela and Avril Lavigne together? That's the question. Let's see. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to look at pictures. No way. No way. Is that, the, is that seriously two different people? It looks photoshopped. Do you think it's photoshopped? I love that picture. I love the picture of them, like, counting her freckles on her arm. That's me. <gasps> me. Me. Wait, so those aren't the same people? That's the imposter Avril. <laughs> They're the same Avril, people. Avril, R.I.P. Imposter Avril. Imposter Avril. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I want to be someone's imposter. Faux Avril. Avril. Favril. Favril. So we have Avril and Favril. <laughs> I want to be Favreau. In Friends, they call Olivia, then, like, her doppelganger from another universe. Faux-Olivia. 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 That's so good. 
Look, 1999, 2004, 2017, 2016. She She's not the same person. It's not the same person. Also, can you believe that um, Skater Boy and uh, like all those songs came out in like 2003? I don't want to talk about it. That's like... 13 years ago. 13 years ago. 14 years ago. Oh, no. We're becoming those people that mention how long ago songs have been going on. But you know what's even weirder? I feel like it was like... You know when you think about like 2003, you're like... You feel like, oh, like, because it's in the 2000s, you're like, well, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, that was, like, what, 10 years ago? That's not, like, an era, like, the 90s. And, like, when you think about it, you're like, shit, that must have been long ago, because that song, and, like, when I was listening to that music, I was so young. I I was, like... Oh, I was, was like, a baby. I was tiny. I was baby. So it's crazy. It's so funny. Like, yeah, wow. I would have been, like, eight or nine years old when this song came out. Yeah, I remember watching the music videos for it with my friends and just loving it. Oh my god. It was I, so angsty. She had those baggy pants. Uh, the, uh-huh, oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Life's, life's like, like this. this. Uh-huh. Look at that. Uh-huh. It's not the same person. Or maybe she she was, had that, like, chain, didn't she? She always had a chain. She always had a chain, bro. Ding, 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 ding. There it is. There's a chain. Baggy <laughs> trousers. All I'm saying is different people. Be I'm real. telling you, Avril's chained up. Avril's dead. Still in those jeans and that chain. And then the new Avril comes in, the girlfriend bleached blonde hair, and just laughs manically at her. <gasps> it's like the Twin Peaks thing. Like the broken mirror. <gasps> she's dead, though, yeah. right? We or do you think know. she's alive? We should save her. Hashtag save Avril. Hashtag save, save Avril. Avril. Get it trending. Hashtag save Avril. Save Avril. If, if they're not going to do it, if the record labels aren't going to do it, we're going to do Step it. Step a GoFundMe. Start yep. donating to the cause. Melissa can't keep doing this. That's all I'm saying. Melissa, you better your watch reign out. is over. Vendella, watch it. Watch your back. Yeah. All right. Okay. Moving on from that threatening situation. <laughs> let's head into our last segment. All right, guys. It's time to... Yar! Let's, let's go, go on, on a, a treasure hunt. hunt. So, basically, I looked up a bunch of different treasure hunty things um, so that we could have some fun. There is a full list on Goliath.com of a bunch of different treasure hunting things. Um, and a couple of them were really interesting. There was, like, some involving million dollars worth of, like, a solid gold owl in... The French Alps. I've read about that. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Apparently that exists as well. Yeah. That, like, that's like a thing. Yeah. That, yeah. That was the one that I found really fascinating. We can talk about that if you want to. There's also one called the Beale Ciphers that's about, in the 1800s, a guy um, had a bunch of, found a bunch of gold and like jewels and stuff mm-hmm. in, in, I think it was in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Well, in um, the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Oh, always. And they buried it. Apparently, it was supposed to be around $63 million worth. Fuck. Um, and he wrote three ciphers that were supposed to be codes to the location. Wow. And he also sent a key. And he sent all this. He was supposed to send it to, um, I think it was an innkeeper. Okay. And he was supposed to keep it for 10 years. And if Robert never came back for it, or what's his name? Thomas. If Thomas never came back for it, then he was supposed to send it to his family. And Thomas never came back for it. And he never got the key. He, like, only got two of the ciphers and never got a key. So he's missing the third cipher. All the ciphers got sent, but the key to the ciphers was never sent. I see. So the thing that was supposed to help solve all of them, they never received. Right. And that one's really interesting to me. So so where where are we currently with the bill, with the ciphers? Apparently people have tried to figure out 
like what the ciphers are. There's entire websites dedicated to the codes. Wow. There's a website called BealTreasure.net that says, "Can you break the code?" And um, code breakers have tried to break it, but for for all it's worth, it seems like you they, there has been a lack of people being able to crack any of it. Code breakers who are looking for the ultimate challenge might like to tackle an as of yet uncracked code from the 19th century. Whoever unravels the so-called Beale ciphers will be earn, will earn a reward of over 10 million pounds in gold, silver, and jewels. So wow. there, this is currently, if you're someone who loves codes and doing codes and ciphers and things like that, these are still unsolved. So if you want to take a crack, and if I was good them, at, co- if I was like good at like cracking like codes and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I would be, I'd be hitting all the treasure websites. To, like, mm-hmm. which one can I do now? Yeah, you would think. Oh my god, you know what I just thought of? Spend the day sweeping up some treasure. Me sweeping up treasure. But my thought is, you know, there are people who have like. From the Cold War and the war in general, mm. in the army, there are people whose entire jobs it was to be a code breaker. Yeah. Why aren't they... Wasn't that what Imposter... What was cracking it? this... What was oh. Um, Imposter game? No. What was it called? Yeah, I know this. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. The one with Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, yeah. The entire point was to break a code. Yes. And it was, like, supposedly an impossible code, and it was going to save, like, millions of lives. Yeah. Um... So why why haven't those people that are like the insane code breakers, like the people who are the best at code breaking, that could make like ten million pounds off of this treasure? Why are they not? I don't know. Maybe they don't want like the like no. attention. Really? Can you imagine? Maybe they've secretly solved a bunch of treasures and it's all gone, but no one else knows it. Wow. Have you thought about that? Like, what if you solved it and then you just never told anyone? Like you just got a large sum of money and never told anyone. You know what I mean? Like, someone could have gone and found the treasures that we're all obsessed with and just quietly bought a private island. <laughs> like, yeah. bye. So, so, wait, what was the... And so, the the Golden Owl one, can you tell me a bit yeah, about that? Yeah, the Golden that? Owl one is really interesting. This one's still unsolved. Let me find it. Um, ooh, there's also... So I've a, read about this. There's also a Nazi treasure, which is really fun. Um, so, this one is... Wait, let me go down... It's called. Let me find it. Uh, it's French, right? La Chouette d'Or. La Chouette? Chouette? La Chouette d'Or. Yeah. D'Or. Which, um, basically, in 1993, treasure hunt creator Regis Hauser, under the alias Max Valentin, hit a bronze statue owl somewhere in the French countryside, and whoever found it would win the golden owl, currently held by a legal protector in Paris and valued at 1 million francs. He provided 11 clues to its whereabouts, accompanied by illustrations from sculptor Michael Becker, easily found online. It has never been found and may now n- never be found because Valentine passed away in 2009. Oh, in wow. 19- yeah, in 1997, he revealed that someone had been very close to discovering the owl as he had noticed just... Dis- the dis- that as he had noticed disturbed ground very close to the burial site. There are also those who have not come too close, including one over-eager treasure hunter who ended up burning down a chapel in pursuit of the owl. It remains the longest unsolved hunt that has ever been created by someone. Wow, so it's kind of like the fen the fen treasure. Yeah, in that sense. it's the French fen treasure. But I like this one because there's a giant bronze owl. So you get the bronze owl, and then if you if you find the bronze owl, then you get given a gold owl, which is. Did I read that correctly? Yeah, yeah. So there's a bronze statue owl somewhere in the French countryside. Oh, you're right. I didn't even realize that. Oh, this makes it so much more interesting. Sorry, I'm freaking out now. 
So you find the token and then you bring the, to- the, the golden owl. We know it exists. Yeah. Like someone, someone is the legal protector of it in France. Yeah. They just have the golden owl. Yeah. And, and you just have to hand in that little bronze, just a little bronze owl. Yeah. And then you get the gold owl. Which and then you million, get the gold owl. Million <gasps> francs. Million euros now. Can we please go get the golden bronze Isn't that owl? amazing? See, I like these ones and I like the one before this because, like, these are, like, actual treasure you can, like, go out and find. It's like the Fens treasure thing. Like, people can, like, spend their time actually trying to find this because yeah. it well, hopefully exists. I'm sure it does. It's more plausible than, like, you know, like, the Ark of the Covenant or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. Like, weird Indiana Jones treasure. Totally. Like, the Holy Grail. At least this stuff you can, like, get and, like, make money off. It's really interesting. It's interesting that all this stuff exists. And it's interesting that, like, even crazier that, like, um, it's even crazier that, like, there's probably more treasure and, like, more codes and more things that haven't even been found yet for treasure, which is just, like, worth, like, hundreds of millions mm-hmm. just out there. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much lost treasure is in the world. I don't know. I mean, in this... The bottom of the sea or the bottom of, like, underground. Like, I wonder, I wonder how much is lost. So, well, I think there's actually a statistic on that. Mm. And it's something like, like a trillion dollars is just lost. Fuck. At any given time. Because there's just so many ancient... Like, think about all of the ancient coins and money and like just just that yeah, alone which where is it all i think it's all in the sea in the sea i think it's all either gone and like eroded in the sea but like gold doesn't erode in the seabed does it does gold erode we find golden doubloons like 300 years later and they golden doubloons. you know well there's this whole thing so that one's really interesting la chouette d'or is really cool um and then there was also one that was uh lake toplets nazi treasures Tell me about this. Which is also very interesting. Okay. We're, we're going through a lot of treasures today, but, like, you guys deserve it because we haven't done, like, a treasure thing <laughs> in a while. So thank you for hanging around without Sands treasure. Um, this one's interesting. So it's Lake Toplitz. It's situated in a dense mountain forest in the Austrian Alps, and the water contains no oxygen below a depth of 20 meters. So it's, like, a very hard place to go dive. Wow. Because there's n- the, air- the water is so depleted of any resources. Um, the shore served as a na- Nazi naval testing station from 1943 to 44, and towards the end of the war, they began sinking containers and other items into the lake. This is like a known thing. Just to hide them. Yeah. We don't know what it was. We don't know what it is. Um, a small amount of this was recovered, including millions of dollars worth of fake currency for the Allied nations, Operation Bernard. Many believe that they also sank millions worth of gold, diamonds, art, including the amber room pi- panels. Which the amber room panels? What are those? Are those are those supposedly the panels in uh, Hitler's actual room? So a lot of people think that these these panels that were huge, beautiful, illustrious panels of amber wow. were stolen by Nazis during World War II and then sunk into this lake. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Yep. And like I said, eighth wonder of the world. Isn't that sad? Like that, we, that was like the eight, one of the eighth wonders in the world, and it just—that's what war does. Just man. went. Yeah, that's what war does. That's when humans are terrible. That's what happens. <sighs> man, I think the thing to take from this is like there's a lot of treasure that needs to be found, and someone's got to do is, it. How are we going to find it? Maybe we should start up another podcast, which is just us on a hunt for treasure. I wouldn't be sad about that at all. Like we try and like find one. No, homie, I wouldn't be sad about it at all. Like Fen's treasure. I'd be there. <gasps> I'd do it. 
I, you know what we need to do? You need to make tons of money being a director. I need to make tons of money doing acting or some other shit. And then we just spend a lot of time just treasure hunting. Treasure hunting. And like not even and to get like more Lara money. you like Lara Croft and yes. I like Indiana Jones. Oh my god, hot. Hottest couple in the world. But you can like, you like, you can like fight like Black Widow. <gasps> you can like sweep kicks and like <gasps> knock people out. And like, I just like, can like Whip. shoot and like Whip. use a weapon stuff. Oh my god. We're like unstoppable together. That's so hot. I want to do it so badly. Yeah. But then, like, also we're mild-mannered archaeologists any other time. Yeah. You know? One of those. I love it. I'm so for it. I think we should do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we don't do it because we want to make money. We do it for the art. We do it for the art. We do it for the art. We just care about art so much that we just want to... We just want to do it. We just want to find it. We want to recover mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Eighth Wonder of the World. Found it. Yeah. Here you go. That's we it. Don't even want, we don't even want compensation for it. It was the thrill of the hunt. You know? Nice. Fuck. Where are we going to be next week? Cairo? <gasps> Who knows? Who knows? Peru? <gasps> I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? I wish I did. Finn's treasure? Knock it off the list. <laughs> Finn's treasure? Get it done next week. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> I want to find that golden owl. Bronze owl. We'll find the golden owl in one day. <gasps> it's nothing for us. Really? Yeah. You think? Yeah. We're finding Black Bear's treasure. That's the big one we're working on. <gasps> Dude. Can you believe no one's found these things, though? <laughs> no, no, sorry, I'm sorry. Redirecting, but, like, doesn't it kind of fuck with you that, like, no one has been competent enough to find these? No one. No one. It's almost like there's a hole in the market and there's some new people in town. Whoa. Us. But then I also wonder, sometimes this gets to me and it bugs me. Like with Finn's treasure or this one that was buried by a guy on his own. Same thing with Finn's treasure. Like no one's supervising. How do we know that they didn't just like kind of fuck up the coordinates a little bit? You know what I mean? Like how do we know that that's the reason why no one has been able to find it before is because it's like maybe the clues weren't as accurate as they were supposed to be. Mm, Maybe then we should look at them like a pinch of salt and be like, it means this, but it could mean that. Mm, that's where interpretation comes in. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know, at least. It's a trick. It's a trick. That's how they get to you. That's how they get you. <laughs> I will sneeze. Okay. All right, well, I think we've done a lot with that. Oh, but just, just real quick with the Nazi treasures, I just wanted to add. Um, the reason why people think that there are things at the bottom of the lake, not only because they were lowering stuff in, they found some of the stuff that they lowered in. Yeah. But also because... Um, there's a layer of sunken logs that was placed within the lake, which makes visibility difficult and it makes diving near impossible. So divers have lost their lives trying to uncover the mystery. Whilst one diver claims to have seen a sunken aircraft below the layer of logs. That is nuts. A sunken aircraft below the, the, the logs. Wow. Why can't you just pull the logs out? Yeah, why can't you just get, like, a giant, like, crane and just, like, start, pull, pull the logs out. going at it? Maybe there's a reason. Like, maybe this is a historic area and you're not supposed to fuck maybe, with it. Maybe. All I know is I'd be in there with a crane. <laughs> like, I was trying to get a toy out of a crane <laughs> machine. Oh, my gosh. I'd be picking up all them logs and then I'd be going straight for that aircraft. Because, honey, I gotta find the eighth wonder of the world. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. I'm okay. <laughs> we should probably wrap it up here. That's a good point. We're going to go get dinner with our friends and chill out a little bit. But thank you guys for hanging out with us for so long. We hope we gave you a, a good, solid uh, podcast for your commute. Um, Again, if you have any suggestions, please feel free to tweet us. And yeah. And we will see them 
And yeah, we'll catch you all next week. Yeah, and thank you again to the people who um, uh, sent in their suggestions this week. Um, you guys are awesome. And it's great to hear from you guys. And we will see you guys later. Okay, bye! bye. Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you, guys.